Chapter 13 Organisms and Relations Our living world is fascinating, diverse and amazingly complex. We can try to understand its complexity by investigating processes at various levels of biological organizations, macromolecules, cells, tissues, organs, individuals, organisms, populations, communities, ecosystems, and biomes. At any level of biological organizations, we can ask two types of questions, for example, when we hear the bulbul singing early morning in the garden, we may ask how does the bird sing or why does the bird sing. The whole type questions seek the mechanisms behind the process while the why type questions seek the significance of the process. For the first question in our example, the answer might be in terms of the operations of the boy's box and the vibrating bone in the bird. Whereas for the second question, the answer may lie in the bird needs to communicate with its mate during breeding season. When you observe nature around you with a scientific frame, of mind you will certainly come up with many interesting questions of both types why are night blooming flowers generally white how does the bee know which flower has nectar why does cactus have so many thrones how does the chickens recognize her mother and so on you have already learned in various classes that ecology is a subject which studies the interactions among organisms and between the organism and its physical biotic environment. Ecology is basically concerned with four levels of biological organization, organisms, populations, communities, and biomes. In this chapter, we explore ecology at organismic and population levels, organisms and its environment. Ecology at the organismic level is essentially physiological ecology, which tries to understand how different organisms are adapted to their environments in terms of not only survival, but also reproduction. You may have learned in earlier classes how the rotation of our planet around the sun and the tail of its axis cause annual variation in the intensity and duration of temperature, resulting in distinct seasons. This variation together with animals' variation in precipitations. Remember, precipitation includes both rain and snow account for the formation of major biomes such as desert, rainforest, and tundra. Seasonal and local variation within each biome lead to the formation of a wide variety of habitats. Major biomes of India are shown in figure 13.2. On planet Earth, life exists not just in a few favorable habitats but even in extreme and harsh habitats, scorching Rajasthan desert, rain-soaked Meghalaya forests, deep ocean trenches, torrential streams, permafrost, 
and snow laden polar regions, high mountain tops, thermal springs, and stinking compost pits, to name a few. Even our intestine is a unique habitat for hundreds of species of microbes. What are the key elements that lead so much variations in the physical and chemical condition of different habitats? The most important ones are temperature, waters, light, and soil. We must remember that the physical, chemical, abiotic components alone do not characterize the habitat of an organism completely. The habitats include biotic components also pathogens, parasites, predators, and competitors of the organisms with which they interact constantly. We assume that over a period of time, the organism had through natural selection evolved adaptation to optimize the survivals and reproductions in its habitats. Each organism has an invariably defined range of condition that it can tolerate diversity in the resource it utilizes and a distinct functional role in the ecological system. All these together comprise its niche. Measure biotic factors. Temperature. Temperature has the most important ecologically relevant environment factor. You are aware that the average temperature on land varies seasonally, decreases progressively from the equator towards the pole and from plains to the mountain tops. It ranges from sub-zero levels in polar areas and high altitudes to less than 50 degrees in tropical deserts in summer. There are, however, unique habitats such as thermal springs and deep sea hydrothermal bands where average temperature exceeds 100 degrees C. It is general knowledge that mango trees do not grow and cannot grow in temperate countries like Canada and Germany. Snow leopards are not found in Kerala forests, and tuna fish are rarely caught beyond tropical latitudes and the ocean. You can appreciate the significance of temperature to living organisms when you realize that it affects the kinetics of enzymes and through it the metabolic activity and other physiological functions of the organisms. A few organisms can tolerate and thrive in a wide range of temperature. Also, they are called urethermals, but a vast majority of them are restricted to a narrow range of temperature. Such organisms are called stenothermals. The levels of thermal tolerance of different species determines to a large extent their geographical distribution. Can you think of a few urethermals and stenothermal animals and plants? In recent years, there have been growing concern about the gradually increasing average global temperatures. If this trend continues, would you expect the distributional range of some species to be affected? Water. Water is another the most important factor influencing the life of organism. 
in fact life on earth originated in water and is unsustainable worlds without water its availability is so limited in desert that only special adaptation make it possible for organism to live there the productivity and distribution of plants is also heavily dependent on water you might think that organisms living in ocean lakes and rivers should not face any water related problems but it's not true for aquatic organisms the quality chemical composition ph of water becomes important the salt concentration measure as salinity in parts per thousand is less than 5 in inland water 30 to 35 in the sea and um less than 100 in some hypersaline lagoons some organisms are tolerant of a wide range of salinities urihaline but others are restricted to a narrow range stenohaline many freshwater animals cannot live for long in sea water and vice versa because of the osmotic problems they would face slide since plants produce food through photosynthesis a process which is only possible when sunlight is available as a source of energy we can quickly understand the importance of light on living organisms particularly autotrophs many species of small plants herbs and shrubs growing in forests are adapted to photosynthesis optimally optimally under very low light condition because they are constantly overshadowed by tall canopied trees many plants are also dependent on sunlight to meet their photophotogenic requirements for flowering for many animals too light is important in day-to-day use diurnal and seasonal varieties in light intensity and duration photoperiod excuse for timing for foraging reproductive and migratory activities the availability of light on land is closely linked with that of temperature since the sun is the source of both but diff less than 500 meters in the oceans the environment is dark and its inhabitants are not aware of the existence of celestial real source of energy called sun what's that is their source of energy the spectral quality of solar radiations is also important for life the uv component of the spectrum is harmful to many organisms while not all the color components visible spectrums are available for marine plants living at different depths in the oceans among the red green and brown algae which inhabit the sea which is likely to be found in the deepest waters why it will be the red algae uh, soils the nature and properties of soil in different places vary it is dependent on the climate the weathering process whether soil is transported or sedimentary and how soil development occurs various characteristics of the soil such as soil compositions grain size and aggregation determine the percolations and water holding 
capacity of the soil. The characteristics along with parameters such as pH, mineral compositions, and topography determine to a large extent the vegetations in any area. Turn here. This stone dictates the type of animals that can be supported similarly in the aquatic environment. The sediment characteristics often determine the type of benthic animals that can thrive there.